0: thing is fee i made a shepherd's pie when it was the turn of everyone in the home to cook something delicious mrs fergooga came downstairs with a goat curry and i just said uh, no thank you filthy sh- filthy nonsense that is oh oh okay well well thanks for that thanks i'm just going to cut you off there because we've had a quite enough about her uh, ethnicity this week again thanks for your call um uh now there's a lot of uh stuff in the news at the moment about the cost of living crisis and we're wondering tell us what you're doing how you're managing to cope and our first call i think we've got Jemima, from the Home Counties. Jemima, what's, what what, what, are you, what are you doing? Turnips, Fee. Okay. <laughs> Intrigued, slightly. Um, turnips, so uh, just, just trying to eat a little more turnips? I eat nothing but turnips. Nothing but turnips? Nothing but turnips. And you've only, you've started doing that recently? Oh no, been decades. So you've just basically not adjusted your diet at all? No, I just eat turnips, and they're quite—they're quite, they're quite cheap, are they? As a sort of uh, food type, I don't see turnips in the shops very much. I mean, no, not at all. No, not cheap. Okay, well, but you we... get venison cheaper if nowhere to go. Well, thanks, uh, Jemima. Uh, Turnips—everyone's going to be remembering that. Now uh, we're going on to uh, William, who is from the oh. Also from the home counties, William. Hello, Fee. You're through to any answers. And what's your answer to the cost of living crisis? Well, the way that my family have decided to save money is that we go on a family holiday, but it's only I that actually travels and the, the wife and the kids stay at home. You're still taking a holiday then? Personally, I am. Yes, the others aren't. It saves an awful lot of money. So, uh, how big is your family? Can I, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, well, you. We, it's reasonably small. It's just the wife and I and our five children. And so, I travel alone uh, this summer, for example. Yes, um, I chose to travel to Thailand. Just on your own. So, your family, your family holiday was. Um, it, uh, singular uh, it, on your own it was it's... singular it was singular but i did want to dabble uh, in the family experience i was gonna say did you get lonely at all well I said, well, well no i didn't because it turns out actually over there you can you can hire children which, you, which i didn't realize until i got i didn't appreciate this it's very good value uh, i hired a couple of young girls for only ten dollars a day Did you? I did, Fee. We had a marvellous time, I can assure you. Well, okay, thank you. Thank you. They did call me Daddy, Fee. Yes, okay, thank you, William. I'm gonna cut you off there. Just move on to our next caller. And just looking down the list now, we've got Miriam. Miriam, she is from just a Oh, you're from just inside the home counties there, Miriam. Miriam, you're through to any answers? What's oh, your, hello, Vee. What's your tips for uh, well, surviving the cost of living crisis at the well, moment? Well, my personal tip is that with the family, what we do is we cook just one hot meal a day, um, which I eat, and, and then the children just eat uh, mostly cereal or, or share a ham sandwich. OK, so, I mean, we've heard a lot about the, the, the expense of running a cooker. It's a very and expensive thing. As opposed to perhaps doing a big hearty meal in a slow cooker that costs oh, a couple no, of pence. No, 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 no. You'll still use an expensive oven. Electric but, oven. Uh, uh, and is it, a, is it a large oven? Or it's is it, very large. But you'll cook for just one? Just for me. Just for me. And then um, sort of we things? all sit around the table. You know, we have a big family meal, but I have the hot meal. And the children just have, as I say, a little bowl of, of uh, smart price cornflakes, or perhaps a little ham sandwich. And what sort of thing do you do you eat normally? Uh, well, we've had to cut back. Okay. So, so, so I, I, I'm frugal, still, for quite frugal. Milk. Yes, I, I'm still enjoying you know pork joints suckling pigs etc sorry did, did did you just just jump in there pork so pork's quite a cheap me but did you say a suckling pig it's also pork fee but yes i'll 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 have it it's a relatively small pig it's not a it's not a full size uh pot belly or anything like that it's a relatively small pig it's just for myself apple in the mouth and i cook that and then the kids as i say wafer wafer thin ham not Sandwich, not, no butter. No no, no chance of perhaps putting in a tray of very cheap fish fingers for them below the... Below oh, the... Tr- trust me, Fee, I did consider this, but the last thing you want is the, the fishy waft contaminating the succulents of the suckling pig. Well, that's... OK, that's, uh, again, an interesting idea. Ways gonna... in hand for the children, Fee, and they don't starve. No. Uh, have they lost weight? Oh, considerably. But that makes clothes that little bit cheaper for the kids as well. So, every, you know, c- gift that keeps on giving, really. Every little helps, as they say. Well, thanks. Thank you for that. Going to move on now. We've got a few, few other callers trying to get through. Gerald, we're not going to take a call because I know that's going to be about ethnic matters. So we're just going to move on again. And we've got now... We've got... Um, this is... Uh, uh, Clive sorry i don't know i was struggling with that clive and you're from just do you're down near oh no you're in the home counties as well clive um so you're through to any answers clive what are you doing to help with the cost of living crisis what are you doing to make ends meet Well, hello, Fee. Yes, well, well, what we've decided to do in our family to help with the cost of living, because the children's, the cost of children is very expensive. They need feeding, they need clothes, they need school meals, after school clothes. Yes, exactly. Families are very much suffering. Very expensive. So what the wife and I decided to do to really help cut back on those costs was we put all our children into foster care. Uh, but sorry, you, 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 how, how many children have you got there? Well, three, children? three children. Uh, okay, and, yeah, and three children. Uh, sort of ages of most. Oh well, uh, five, um, seven, and eight. Quite young. Irish though. twins, the last two. <laughs> quite young. Quite young. Born um, uh, in foster care. No longer with you. No, no, all in foster care. It saves tremendous amounts of money. I highly recommend it. So you, 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 your answer to running the family is to reduce the size of the family Yes, put it on the government They're the ones that caused the cost of living crisis So make them pay for the little buggers, that's what I say Okay, do you- But it's not like adoption, we can get them back later It's, it's like the, the pawn shop equivalent, but for children You know, you just sort of put them in hock for a while And then when things get better, we'll have them back Well that's a different way of looking at Take it Take that, must- Liz Trust, that's what I say Yes, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, Liz truss obviously, the soon-to-be ex-Prime Minister. Um, well, that's an interesting idea, I must admit. Uh, saves a fortune. Do you miss them? Meh. You know, we can text. Uh, we, the wife and I now have enough money to go on a cruise. Uh, hasn't got to be in school holidays. Uh, saves a lot of money. We're really enjoying ourselves, so to be honest. Well, it does sound like you're, you, you've managed to find the silver lining in that, in that cloud there. Of Fantastic. We should have done it years ago. Giving up your family. OK, uh, just one last call then, I think, on this subject. Just going to move on now. And our final call is Bethany. Now, Bethany, you've got a really intriguing idea, haven't you? And I'm, I'm just waiting to hear it now. And you're from the home counties. Bethany, what are you doing to actually save money? Not really saving any money, but I'm making a little bit extra because I've just decided to blow everyone who wants to be blown, so I'm giving out oral sex for money. So I guess it's prostitution, but I fit it in around the childcare. And uh yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm just sucking a load of cocks, really. Oh Okay, well, that's that's all we have got time for this week on Any Answers. And I just want to thank you for all your contributions. And uh, I'll be back next week to take more of your input and uh, hear more of your uh, very interesting opinions. Goodbye for now. Ad Seed. And I call this meeting of the Conservative Party 1922 (sighs) committee to order. All right, we haven't got time for that to be honest. There's two of us and we have got a very short amount of time. Okay. We need a All new right. Prime Minister. We need a new Prime Minister and we need a fucking better one than List Trust. Well, oh, that shouldn't be difficult, should it? Well, you but, say that. But we can't go through we can't have a prolonged thing it has to be very quick very snappy, decisive and we effectively just, just fucking thrust another moron onto the public. Forget public opinion we impose our will on the Absolutely. public they don't get to vote on anything and then we hang on for dear life. That's the plan. OK, cool. That's the plan. How do we come up with the system? What's the system going to be? How do we... And I don't want to go to the fucking membership again, because that's a fucking disaster. Oh, Jesus Christ, we Need to avoid that at all costs. So, so what we're going to do... What we're going to do... We're going to do this, right? We're going to say that each candidate has to have fifty, hundred, Nice round number. 100 votes, right? Fine, 100, 100 backers. Right. Yep. So how do we decide who gets to, to back them? How do they... To, the, the nominations, right? So we need quick... Uh, some some quick way of, of nominating points so no bad ideas come on, start thinking of games what, what can we so do? just literally what would the, the just something that the, you can score points how's yeah, it work any, anything anything um, pontoon okay so i'm an mp i play a round of pontoon i win what does that mean you just, get to, you just get to nominate points. We don't need to get into the details. It's not democracy. We're, we're staying well away from that, right? Okay, all right Some guess word points by playing a game. Let's just keep it nice and simple. Fine, okay. We're not using the dirty D word in this at all. No, no. I, I just I don't even understand how without democracy it works, but fine. Yeah, I, but the, if, if we don't, then the public definitely won't. It fine. doesn't matter. All right. Everyone gets together and they play pontoon. The whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah, why the not? The whole parliamentary Tory party get yeah, together. we'll get, get together. All together the weekend at checkers. We'll play pontoon. If not pontoon, uh, gin rummy. And that's going to elect a prime minister? Yeah, why not? It can't be any worse than the shit show over the summer, can it? Why not? All right, fine. Just There's no such thing as a bad idea, but I think you're pushing the fucking envelope. Write that one down, pontoon. Gin rummy and pontoon. OK, write them both down. Okay. I don't even know how to play gin rummy. Uh, yeah, but who does uh, Well, you know, there's plenty of people who are now drinking off gin in the Conservative Party. It could yeah. okay. get some head starts. Um, or oh, you know, checkers has that wonderful wine cellar, Spin the Bottle. Oh, I don't know. Spin the bottle on a cheeky Chablis Premier crew. I've had worse ideas. We're, we're going to line up all 300 plus. We're not going to line them we can up do it in teams. teams. We can do it in groups and narrow it down that way. Spin the bowl elimination evening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we just need a lot of bottles. We start off, they could be in teams of 50, yeah, and we whittle it down. just whittle to... down, and then we get a couple. Okay, fine. I that's think that's cool. actually the, the contender so far. Spin the bottle um or something might even be even quicker than that can i've got a set sudden death club plunk sudden death to plunk they all line up outside one of the uh sort of uh, offices and we take them in one at a time they get take to take a straw. one straw and the person who takes the straw and gets all the marbles becomes prime minister uh, that's going to be the person at the end of the queue isn't it yeah why not okay all right so we'll write it down kaplunk anyway uh Arm wrestling's decisive. No, coffee. Coffee should be all over it. Should be. She should be promised Minister before fucking the end. Fucking snap people's arms in her <laughs> by the end. The, I mean, she's, she's she's quite the woman. Uh, I would say donkey race, but that would very much limit her because there's no way a donkey she's riding would have a fucking hope in hell. She's not gonna get on a donkey. No, snap quicker, quicker card game. Some of them wouldn't understand the rules. That is true, actually. It's quite complicated for a lot of them to understand. Uh, OK, uh, we need another one. What do people like these days? What's Think popular? of something that if it got out, we wouldn't be frowned upon. So imagine we said, we've elected our Prime Minister by, they sing really well, or they... They need some sort of talent. They Which isn't... Bake off. Bake off? Bake off. They get the weekend, they have to go off, and they have to bake a fucking cake, and they come in on Monday... I like and a lemon drizzle. Let's keep your personal life out of it. But they come in on Monday and we just we judge all the cakes and the person who makes the best cake is obviously the next Prime Minister. Done. Sorted. That's democracy. And seen oh no all radio for it's time for our popular series treading the Board where we speak to those aged thespians from yesterday. In this week's episode we catch up with the most marvellous Jarob Deckerby. Sir so, Jarob Deckerby What? An honor to meet you? Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us for this episode of Treading the Boards. Have you mentioned my book yet? Uh, no, no, we're just going to come on to that. I believe you're just about to publish the, the ninth volume of your memoirs. Yes. In which you regale lots of fascinating stories of all the people you've worked with over the years, uh, both, both in theatre as well as even in Hollywood. Have you told people where they can buy it? No, but I'm sure it will be available from all good bookstores. On the BBC, we couldn't name any individual retailer. Waterstones of is my favourite, of course. Yes, but but other 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 book retailers are available. Yes, otherwise uh, you can Jarab. buy it online at Amazon as well. Yeah, and, and many other retailers are available. Jarrob, so nine pound n- ninety so nine. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, talked over me then nine pound ninety nine. So just looking uh, through your book, Jarab, you have an interesting, uh, a very varied, interesting career. You've worked with so many famous, famous faces. Yes. And I think many of which, before they became the household names they are today. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, yes. I mean, a lot of people I've known from uh, when they were really very insignificant to uh, the current day. When, uh, yes. So maybe if we just work backwards. So, so I think your most recent BAFTA nomination was for work you did uh, on The Queen's Passion, which also featured Mark Rylance. Yes, I don't know where you mentioned him. There's nothing passionate about Mark Rylance. I mean, have you seen the man? Have you, have you actually physically looked at him for a long period of time? I had to when I was on that film. And I can tell you, fucking vile, to be honest with you. I mean... Uh, just a very unattractive man and you know he tried to upstage a friend of mine in a, in a shakespearean play little shit ah, uh, god and everyone oh mark rylance is in it oh mark rylance is in it ah oh, fucking hell I, I, I really i couldn't give two shits Oh, okay, okay. That that that's uh, an interesting. Uh, interesting viewpoint. But I believe you also worked with um, David Tennant back at the RSC a few years ago. Oh, I, yes, I did. I worked with him many years ago. I knew I knew him when he was nothing, when he had no talent. I think that was last Thursday. <laughs> yes. And I think another name that comes up uh, in your memoirs is uh, Jeffrey Palmer. I believe you worked with more than once. Oh my God! Yes. I mean. <sighs> Jeffrey Palmer, I mean, so many people say so many nice things about him and they are so wrong. The man had a face that looked like he had his fucking testicles in his cheeks, didn't he? I mean, it's a look, but it's not a good one, is it? Well, he was known as the British Marlon Brando. No, he fucking wasn't. Okay, and... uh... Day Maggie Smith, I believe you also worked with her over the years. First time I met Day Maggie Smith, I was backstage at a theatre in, oh, it's somewhere up north. Fucking vile place, honestly. Little girl, smoking cigarettes. Oh, have you got some money? Have you got some you've got some money? I need some tampons out of this machine, honestly. And I thought, what the fuck has become of me that I'm here having to give a performance every night? This little, little, raspy little thing needing her sanitary products and me having to give her across two shillings, honestly. I'd say money while spent, but I'm not sure. Again, that's quite a quite an acerbic uh, opinion uh, so it's not so. the only time I met Max I've I, 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 you know I, I met her later on in London she'd become quite the uh, uh, girl around town as you might say this is before the prime of Miss Jean Brody um, but she was hanging around with that terrible homosexual Kenneth Williams and and uh, Hanging on his every word, which was so fucking nauseating, honestly. Well, well speaking of Kenneth, so I believe Kenneth Branner as another uh, colleague of yours. I, no, no, I wouldn't say he's a colleague of mine. He's somebody who's in the act profession, who I happen to be in some tawdry little production with at some point. Did you see that film he did that everyone was raving about? Belfast. Couldn't understand a fucking word they said. You know, I started watching the first 20 minutes and people were like, oh, you won't understand the accents. Well, then it's bad. It's bad filmmaking, isn't it? Because I couldn't understand what they were saying. And somebody said, oh, you can turn the subtitles on. No, i tell you what I could fucking do. I could fucking turn it off and that's exactly what I did. I don't want to hear a load of paddy nonsense on my television. Well, speaking of actors uh, with with a distinctive voice, also the Whispering Giants, Oliver Reed. Ollie, dear, 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 Ollie, I I cannot tell you enough good things about that man. Oh, that's that's refreshing. My favourite time with Ollie was um, it was he'd been drinking, he had had a drink. And we went out together and we said, well, we'll just get a little nibble, a little nibble somewhere. So we went to one of the clubs. Neither of us will remember. But we got in because Ollie was like that. I think he, he grotted the man on the door. Anyway, once we were in, this rather plain looking woman came up to us to take our order. And he just stood up and he punched her square in the face. And there was nothing of her. and She went flying across the tables. And of that But that's Ollie. That's Ollie, and that's the sort of fun guy he was. Yeah, I guess perhaps things were a little different uh, back back than they are today. May not be seen quite as like light, lighthearted, and through through a modern oh, lens. Everybody but... apart from her was laughing. I'm sure they were. Yeah, quite. But, but you also spent some time in Hollywood. Um, so some very big names today, uh, like Bruce Willis, you worked with. Oh, for God's sake, I read recently he can't talk anymore. I fucking wish I'd met him more recently than I did. The amount of shit that came out of that man's mouth, honestly. I'm so important. I'm big. I'm this. I was in Die Hard fucking how we all wish we could die and die fucking hard when we met him. Okay, another strong opinion there, Sir Jared, but I appreciate your candour. Um, Kevin Costner, what can you tell us about Kevin? <sighs> Made that fucking fish film, didn't he? Where he's a fucking human fish. Fish film, what was that called? Oh, it was dreadful. Another thing I did with him. I met him after he did that film with Whitney. The rumour is he got her on crack. Anyway. Um, oh he made that fishy film didn't he Fish, fish World or Water World Water well i tell you well I can't tell you that story actually but let's just say women pissing on men and I'll say no more OK that's an interesting uh, tidbit for the gossip columns I'm sure uh, and lastly lastly I appreciate your time is, is, is short Tom Cruise back in the press of course with the release of The Maverick to follow up to the Top Gun film do you know he's three foot seven? In real life, he's three foot seven. I made a film with him and he insisted he wasn't going to be wearing his lifts. He wasn't going to be on a mound, which is what they did throughout the first film. So it was all done with perspective. I was fucking 500 meters away. It was like I was making the fucking Hobbit. And he's a fucking dirty queer. I can tell you that for nothing. I think that's all our time. But- Oh, it's been a pleasure. I S- had- Sir Jarrop Dackerby, it's been been lovely to talk to you. I've had a very lovely, blessed life. Yeah, I mean, you've had a very interesting, varied career. Um, appreciate your candour, uh, as always. But it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. And seen.